Fitness Pro Mentors community, welcome to another show, the Fitness Pro Mentors podcast, your MBA for personal trainers. Listen, we want you to two to three X your personal income. And at the end of the day, as personal trainers, you can make some incredible changes to lives. Today, Glenn and I, the Minds on Muscle show, we're going to actually talk about this guy because he relocated from another town to the point where he went from zero to being smashed full time in Strata, which I love, and also allowed him to move to a totally different town, buy a house, buy a brand new car, do all these incredible things. And the reason why we're going to talk about this is because he's awesome, but you can do it too. So Glenn, how are you doing today? I'm excellent. I'm excellent. Got up really early and started crushing it. And I'm excited to be here because I love talking and doing this every week with you. And I think we interviewed you not too long ago. We got insights into your brain, which is great. And, I, and when we talked about today's podcast and we agreed to do this, I thought it was going to be a good look because oftentimes when people see the head honcho, the guy, the pinnacle, the man, it's like, okay, but can I get there? How is that going to work for me? And I mean, I've been, well, I started here, what, uh, about a month before the pandemic started? Literally. Two months, maybe, maybe like January. And then we were shut down January. Then we were shut down like by beginning of March or something. So, um, by the time we we're open, gold, uh, gold, green lit, ready to go. I got pretty busy, pretty dang fast. And it's because of the stuff that we've been learning. And I've been learning from you and teaching people now. And so I'm really excited to talk about it today. So there's some really cool takeaways from today. Glenn has put a lot of work in. I mean, honestly, one of the things I love to try and do here, and he can testify to this, I always try to give everyone all the tools they need to succeed. But at the end of the day, and that's what our mentorship does, is try to give you all the tools to succeed. But you have to take the action. And that's what I like about Glenn. That's why I'm really excited to have him chat is because this wonderful guy, he did it. He's taking the action consistently. And so there's some cool takeaways. I think we can, you know, I think we can talk about you. We can talk about, you know, the inertia of the strata machine and how it's worked with everything that you yeah, did sure. and go from there. But let's do this, Glenn. Okay. Two years ago, okay. you tested out with me for uh, a certification that we were doing at that time. You got mm. excited about coming here. When I talked about people making more money. I saw your eyes light up. I said, hey, I want to talk about coming to work here. But hey, I'm in Toronto and you're in Newmarket. Uh, how am I going to make this work? And so you figured out from working in Toronto full time and in mm -hmm. Markham, how to move to this town. I was wondering if you could just kind of talk about setting up that transition in your mind and how you did that even before getting into the FPM stuff we talked about. Oh, man. How, how I set the transition in my mind from there to over here. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, always many factors at play. I had been seeing my uh, lovely partner. She's amazing for I don't know, two or three, four years at that point, And we wanted to move in together. But I did live down in, uh, in the Toronto area, the GTA area. And I guess it's still technically GTA, but it's still like 30 or 40 minutes north from where I was before. And uh, I, I did not like working in Toronto. It's too busy. It's too crazy down there for me. I'm a quiet, small town kind of guy. And the impetus to move up here and what, uh, how we started planning everything was like the reverse engineering that we talk about, right? Which is... If you want to make $100,000 a year, $150,000 or $200,000 a year, it's really like, okay, where am I at right now? And what behaviors do I have to uh, learn to reverse engineer and get to that spot? And one of the things that became very, very clear when I was working through my reverse engineering process was that I didn't really have the support I needed or a system in place in order to market myself to find the kind of clients that I wanted to. I felt comfortable with my technical skill and ability. Right, and you, you tested me through um, the certification process that I, I was, you know, in, enrolled in at the time, and and you know passed with glowing colors. Right, I'm not sure if you remember, but it was great. Humble, hum humble. <laughs> no, no, sorry. <laughs> he did great. He sorry. did great. I did good. It was good. I was mediocre. I was a mediocre student. No, but um, 
it was looking back and realizing like, hey, I don't, like this is where my bottleneck is. And this is something we talk about all the time on the podcast is, where is the bottleneck? And now how do I attack it ruthlessly? And so I was working with a man who was a um, formal medical doctor, uh, head of ER at Toronto General Hospital, which is the craziest ER in, in all of Toronto, perhaps even all of, uh, all of Canada. And he left being uh, the head of, uh, of the ER there to become a, uh, he's not a psychologist, a psychotherapist, but really he just wanted to help people uh, with their mindset for business. And through talking with him and getting coached with him, I realized I just don't know how to grow my business and I don't have anyone to help me teach that, to teach me that. And so it's, it's funny how the universe, when you realize things, either the universe opens, opens up doors for you or um, you are just more aware cognitively, the neurons of your brain are firing, be like, hey, look for opportunities for this on a subconscious level. And you tested me and you asked me how business is going. And I said, honestly, it's not going great, X, Y, Z. And you're like, well, hey, listen, well, and you, this is the words you even say, come work with me. You said, hey, Glenn, um, do you want to sit down and have a conversation and see how fast I can do to help you? I don't know if the time you're thinking about hiring me, but that's what you said. And so you're drilling it in there. Drilling drilling break, <laughs> right? That's right. Tapping. Tap, I don't know if you'd be open to this, but I'd love to see if yeah. I can help you somehow. Do you want to come sit down with me? We could talk a little bit more about it. Mining for gold. And so uh, we sat down and we talked about it. And it just became really apparent in that situation that like I needed to come to Strata and work here. And so I started putting the, the pieces in play to start moving up here, set up like a date, set up like, you know, how, what it's going to look like, what am I going to be? And then it was, you know, I want to say it was easy from the fact that it was just like, now I just got to start taking action. Right. And it does not, it's not always that easy just taking action, but, um, the, the easy part of knowing what I have to do next was already taken care of. So that's kind of how I started planning to come up here. So very quickly before we jump a little bit further, and I got a juicy question for Glenn that he may not be expecting, but I'm asking everybody, Hey, if you're watching and listening oh, to this, who wants 10 K per month. Comment below if you want to be at that level. And to be honest, it's actually kind of interesting because where I'm about to go with this is you don't necessarily need to own a place to be in this spot as we're kind of seeing here with Glenn. So here, a little bit more history. Like we're just going to pull the curtains back because I want to be open with everybody. Glenn and I know each other for a very long time. Mm -hmm. uh, I was actually assisting at a muscle activation course. I think that's where I met you or an RTS. Yes. Was it RTS? Uh, muscle, or act muscle activation. Was it assisting at a muscle activation course at that time, like eight or nine years ago, eight years ago, I think. And I prefaced the idea that I was going to start opening this place. And at that time, you're like, you know what? I want to join. I want to get started when you open this place. And we got close to opening and Glenn was like, you know what? Not right now. I got a lot of things on the go. I want to like flex my entrepreneurial spirit. I want to dive in and go big. And then five years later, it comes full circle. And I don't know if you remember, you said something to me that I thought was really interesting. And I was wondering if you'd be comfortable talking about it. Whatever you want. I'm going to poke it because the reason why I want to ask it is because I think everyone that's listening and watching us, I definitely, we definitely advocate for you to, you know, become a fit pro CEO. But I don't think that that necessarily means that you have to take all the risk of opening a place and going, I mean, I don't want to, kind of like I have and many other people have, like there's a lot of risk there. If something goes bad, it's not good. And so when Glenn came and sat with me, he's like, listen, after all this time, I kind of realized like, yes, I want to have some autonomy, but I don't know if I want to be the entrepreneur. I don't want to be the leader. So I don't want to be speak. the guy. I, I don't want to be the guy. Yeah. And I was wondering yeah. if you could talk about kind of that. I mean, there was five years of where you did your thing mm -hmm. and I saw you reflect, you did some great things, lots of media, nice pictures, nice coffee that you're working on. And then you said, you know, I don't want to be the guy, but I really want to be a part of something. And I was wondering if you could kind of talk about what that experience was like for you, mm. because in a great way that's turned into you having an incredible career. Yeah. Yeah. So I think at that point in time, 
how old am I, 36? I guess when I was 30, thereabouts, 30, um, I just wanted to do my own thing. And a large part of that was just motivated by like making more money. And if I work for somebody else, I'm going to have like a terrible split. Because what, what are we used to in the industry? 50-50. Right, 50, if, if you're lucky. Do you know what I mean? Or if you work at like one of these big box gyms, you might be making like 30% and they take 70, right? And so that was my big concern was like, this is the going thing right now is I'm going to make like half of whatever I earn. And then I have to work like crazy hours, like 30, 40 you know, hours a week to have the kind of lifestyle that I want at the price point I was charging back then. And I thought to myself, well, I don't, you know, I'd rather struggle and try to figure out and find my own clients um, and, and take home everything and work less hours rather than work for someone else and be expected to be there at 7 a.m. in the morning and not leave before 7 p.m. at night. And to be fair, we hadn't talked about money at this point at that time, and I am half Jewish, so I could see how he would have got there very quickly that I'd be going for the whole thing. But anyway, just... <laughs> <laughs> anyway we're coming back. It's okay, I am. But... Yeah, yeah, no, I get it, I get it. Um, and so it took, it took a lot of failing for me to realize that I don't want to be a lone wolf. And I think that's really what it came down to. Is like I'd rather be a part of a team and a group of people um, I don't really ever want to be the smartest person in the room. Um, I know that's a very cliched thing to say, but I never really want to be the smartest person. I want to learn. And the gyms I was at, with the exception of one, uh, Stration Six, shout to Sam Trotta, I was I was there, and I felt like I was. I don't want it doesn't want to sound egotistical, but like not if not one of the smarter people, one of the smartest, just in terms of like what I I knew and. And not that other people don't know a lot more than me. I just think I got exposed to the right education materials. Like resistance training specialist Tom Purvis's course teaches you how to think about exercise and how to think about the human body and how to apply essentially force and mechanics to physiology. And that is really the crux of cha making changes to the body. And I had this education that a lot of other people didn't have. And it just made me really good at what I did. But I didn't know how to market myself. I didn't know how to brand myself. I didn't know how to run my business. And I was struggling because of that, right? I think maybe a lot of people can relate to this if you're listening or, or you're watching on replay, which is you can be an amazing technician, but unless you have those other pillars that makes a really great personal trainer, you know, branding and marketing, being able to do great sales, um, um, uh, being like, uh, like a master of your craft and like having the mastery mindset, wanting to progress forward. Unless you have those other things, you're, you're not going to make it. And so um, it just took me a lot of struggling to realize, hey, I just actually need to find a place that values what I do, gives me the kind of autonomy I want, um, and I can learn and grow. And that's kind of how I fell into Strata, which was, okay, here's a group of people that have gone through very similar educational processes as me and are very good at it. They have their marketing dialed in. Uh, I'm going to get the kind of autonomy that I want. And, and this was a big kicker was, we'll just raise my prices, right? Because I now I had the confidence now in what I was doing. So I think when we started here, and this is like one of our huge money now strategies that we teach in the in the course is once the the pandemic COVID stopped and we were all open again, I just jumped my prices up I don't know twenty or thirty percent, and I think this is what I'm charging now, and I haven't really had anyone say no, right? And so you know combining the being with the right around the right people, right? Um, and just that confidence of knowing that I'm really great at what I do and I'm having the autonomy I want, it was a no-brainer. Yeah, honestly, and you've done an incredible job, which brings kind of like the next part of this, which I think is a really interesting story that I think a lot of you can relate to, which is honestly the entire crutch of where the mentorship, this program even came from. 
Glenn came from Toronto, moved from the south to north, right? So quickly, if you're not familiar, Toronto is like, a, I mean, one of large, Canada's largest cities, and there's a lot of money there. So it's much easier to get higher rates. Moved to Newmarket, which is a suburban town that most of you have not heard of because it's on, it's literally the next town over is farm style town. <laughs> so it it's small-ish style town. Yeah. Um, and so getting over $100 an hour is kind of crazy, which he is getting now. But... You came up here, you brought some folks. Mm -hmm. uh, you quickly from, I think you started in January in like six to eight weeks got up to uh, from zero hours to 18 hours. Yeah, I think, I think, yeah, go ahead, sorry. Then pandemic gets, hits us. We have no idea what to expect. Rough. Uh, we reopen and pardon me for saying this, but you had no hours. No, and it was because zero. a bunch of your veteran people, their lives changed, they couldn't come back. A bunch of the clients that started with you were not strong enough relationships that they were like committed to come back. Some of their lives changed. And so what's really interesting about this is, as you know, Ontario, Canada, we just reopened a handful of months ago, like 100%. And when we did, now that we're talking about this public, he, he had zero hours. Mm -hmm. And the reason why this is fun is because today, you're full-time. Yeah. You're smashed. Yeah, pretty You're much. crushing it. And he got invited along with me to speak at the CPTN Summit, um, which is Canadian Personal Training Network, Network Summit, uh, which is in front of a bunch of people because of all the hard work that he's done. So I was wondering, could you talk about the experience of like moving, mm -hmm. getting over that, being at zero, and then now going to full time and having the success you're having today? Yeah. Is there anything in particular you're curious about or just like the whole the thing? Whole thing? Um, I wasn't, it's funny cause I wasn't as worried as I thought I was going to be. And I think that's part of the reason I was so successful. I think when you're around a team that, you know, cares about you, excuse me. And they've already, they've already got like a pretty good lead generation machine, like pretty amazing actually a lead generation machine. And you know, or I knew that I was doing the work I needed to, to grow my clientele base. I really wasn't worried about getting up there. It was more just like a matter of how long is it going to take really more than anything. And I think that kind of mindset goes a really long way. Because I think a lot of people are worried about where the next paycheck's going to come from. Are they going to be able to pay their rent, put food on the table? And like, I get it. Those are like, sorry, my hair's ridiculous today. And I get it because those are very real concerns. But those kind of concerns, if they filter into how you're being around clients, how you're communicating with people, and how you're being on the floor, that pushes people away. And I think because I felt so comfortable being here and with my skill set and what I was learning. Because keep in mind, like it was on and off for about a year and a half, maybe more. And then we softly opened. Then we actually did close down again for a couple more months. I'm not sure if you remembered. We didn't close. Right? Um, <laughs> but I, I knew that I had like, I'd spent the better part of like 18 months honing these skills, right? All the stuff that we are talking about. And so it was just really a matter of time. And the thing that really made a big impact up front was, okay, I'm gonna go and do some presentations. Right, and we say, okay, let me do some presentations. Let's let's take advantage of like all the clients that. Sorry, can I say one thing? Yeah, no problem. He's decided he's going to be seen. Yes. Sorry. And I want to make sure because we're going to talk about presentations, yeah, yeah. and I think this is huge because you've had a great success with this. But ultimately, this is all about being seen and growing his audience. Sure, great. And thank you for jumping in. I appreciate that. Um, so yeah, it was it was decided to be seen, and the best way for me is presentations. It's always been something I feel like I've been good at, and I like speaking in front of people, I like educating. And I think the first presentation I did, I had two people who were former clients uh, of Strata's come back and start working with me. You were okay with it. The person who they worked with before was okay with it as well, and did that. And then you said, hey, Glenn, what do you think about taking over the community, the community role? 
I said, okay, good, that's great. So I started taking on the community manager role, so in charge of starting to um, have people come in to do presentations and interviews with us on our online platform on Facebook, which has been amazing. Um, from that alone, I've gotten three or four clients, either referrals from those people or some of those professionals actually now see me as their muscle specialist, personal trainer, guy that helps with pains and discomforts. Um, but it was really all about being seen and like invoking all these different strategies. And yeah, like the thing I want to say is like it just really wasn't worrisome because I knew I was doing what I needed to do. And every time I did a presentation, every time I did an interview, I'd get another referral or I'd get another lead come through. And it was just a matter of, okay, well, how many people do I want to be seen by? Right. Well, I know if every 25 people who talk to me, I know eventually one or two of those people are going to become clients. Well, I just got to get in front of two or 300 qualified people and that's going to be it. So I started posting every week in these different Facebook groups, trying to get more people into our group. I started doing more live presentations, interviews, and then it just, just kind of took off from there. That's kind of it. And that last live presentation you did, mm -hmm. you had, I think it was eight people. You had three new people, four resurrections, and then one of my clients that attended. Yeah, I mean, because it, it, gets, it gets blurry because people attended online and then people came in late and it was weird. But I think all in all it was one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight, eight altogether. Um, three of them coming back to train. One just started yesterday. Another one uh, started with me. A third one I delegated off to uh, Eric because it was a better fit. And, and I was smashed. And the last one, we have a consult booked for two weeks from now. Amazing. Yeah. And so all of these consistent being seen strategies that we've talked about in previous podcasts, I mean, honestly, Glenn has consistently taken action. And in four months, like you saw in the title, Glenn's crushing it. And it's because, I mean, we definitely have, there's some inertia behind the Strata machine, oh, yeah. which made it a bit easier to help. But at the same time, he put all the work in. And I'll throw one thing out there that was, uh, if you guys are watching my Instagram, by the way, follow me, Brandon underscore Fit Pro Mentor. I posted a little story of Michelle Amore and Johnny Cook uh, talking about uh, Aaron Westbrook, who's their, their operations manager. And they talk about um, not creating a job and then trying to find somebody, but give someone an environment where they can grow and become the person they're going to be and then create a job for them. And so I didn't have a community manager job lined up. I had some roles that I was doing and it was just naturally line up for the skill set that Glenn has. And as such, that skill set has helped muster our community, our brand, but also has in a very self-indulging way, in a great way, helped him blown up and grow. It's cool because, I mean, other people can kind of do this stuff. It's not, and the thing is, it's not, it's not rocket science, and the information's all out there. I think what you've done a great job in, in terms of packaging it all together, fitness promoters are making it relevant, because I think a lot of the strategies that you've taught me, and that we teach our students now, they're out there in the world, but no one has made it relevant to fitness. No one, no one has really done that. No one has really said, hey, like, here's a great marketing program, branding program, you know, everything you need to know to start growing your business in one place. I haven't seen anything. I know there's other coaching programs. We've had multiple people come from other programs say like, hey, this is, this is infinitely better than what I was doing and like it's not as expensive, which is crazy, which is crazy to me to hear, honestly. Um, and it's beautiful. Yeah. It's beautiful. I mean, well, what was it? Uh, Ahmed Ahmed said that he was having a better experience with us uh, for less money than NPE and Gym Launch. And Gym Launch is Alex Ramosi's program, which I'm a huge Alex Ramosi fan, so that just blew my mind to hear that. I've consistently heard that. Mm -hmm. I've heard a few people say that other programs are, it feels like high-level grifting, <laughs> and this actually feels like a consulting mentorship program, which is fantastic. So I want to ask you one more question. Sure. And I mean, 
It sounds, I, I don't like asking this question because, you know, I don't like talking about myself in this way, but you mean you consistently reference that the things I've done have helped you grow faster. Mm. And I'm wondering what would be, you know, what were you doing before that wasn't working for you? And what is one of the biggest things that I've taught you or influenced you to change that yeah. has been a game changer for you? Yeah, my, my, you remind me of the second one afterwards. Um, what was not working? Pretty much everything. I think... <laughs> I think one of the things Can that... Can you be, be, more, be more specific, specific? Yeah, yeah like everything sure. wasn't working, but like everything... Yeah, yeah well, it's, and they're going to kind of tie together. I think that the biggest mistake that people... So, that, I mean, there's a whole bunch of different things. It's like you don't know what you don't know. But first and foremost is the whole idea that if you're for everybody, you're for nobody was such a foreign concept to me because what do you learn in all these technical courses? How to do technical stuff? For everyone. And yeah, and, and you and that's what you market then as a result, right? Like, oh, you have muscles, I can help you. Great, so I'm for eight billion people now. Fantastic, that doesn't really help. So, but when I really got clear that, oh, like marketing really has to be about one particular like niche or demographic, like, and like the best way to do that is like take a photograph of like the, or find a photograph of someone who you think represents your ideal target market and then create that avatar and then create all your marketing based on who that avatar is was like a huge, huge game changer, right? Like it made all the difference in the world. So once I realized that, it changed the way I spoke to clients. It changed the way that I presented online. It changed the way I dressed. It changed, it changed everything, how I talk to people, like literally everything. Um, because I think that's the biggest thing is people try to fish with this giant net that I'm for everybody. And they're like, okay, well, if I want to catch the whales, the, the, the fish has to be giant, like the holes in the fish net. And they're trolling for whales. They never really get any whales. And meanwhile, all the other fish slip through. And it's like, we got to tighten that net up, make it really, really small so we catch the fish that we want to, right? And in the right pond as well, right? I was trying to do all my marketing on Instagram and social media because that's what, you know, you're told is the thing to do. I haven't found one client off Instagram ever. And um, Facebook's been amazing because that's where our, our, our deal target demographic is. But I would have known that unless I didn't actually do the research and the kind of stuff that you showed me. Um, outside of that, what else was I doing wrong? I was just trying to do like the shotgun approach, like do everything and see what happens and then not measure my data, right? And so I really wasn't keeping track of like how many people was I reaching out to? How many sessions, sessions was I doing per week? What was my income? What were my you know, conversion rates from... Um, the, the amount of people I was speaking to, to like getting on a sit, getting to like a phone call and then a phone call to like in-person consultation, then consultation to assessment and then assessment to like training with me. Like I didn't have any of this information. And so like, I, I wish I could say like I was doing everything wrong, but I really didn't know anything about marketing before we started together. So those and are the big things that stick out. And I know, I know we've talked about this, but I, I think that you struggle with a lot of, like a lot of entrepreneurs do, but with yeah. shiny object syndrome. Oh, it's huge. Yeah. Right. And like, and like, I'm open with this and you know, this is, I have, you know, I'm not, I'm not like extreme case, but I have like attention deficit disorder, which is just like a really a buzzword term for like my brain fires in a lot of different directions all the time. And unless I have like nutrition and sleep dialed in, I can be like everywhere. And so it takes like one or two evenings of bad sleep or like eating junky food, which I'm, I've known to do. And then like I start shifting and doing all these different things. Right. So more than anything, like, yeah, like, okay, let's create a plan, follow the plan, measure the plan, what's working, what's not working, awesome, you know, regroup, create a new plan. Just kind of like how the, bo the body regroups and it's like, oh, I have pain discovered here, regroup, new information, find a different way to do this. It's the same thing with the business, right? 
So the other question I asked was, and again, I, I'm embarrassed to even ask it a second time. I'm just okay. curious because you consistently have mentioned to me, well, the things that I've, you know, if it weren't for some of the things I've taught you, you wouldn't mm -hmm. be where you are. Mm -hmm. What would you say, like, the one big thing that you've taken away from me that has been game-changing or influencing you to help you go the way you are now? Oh, it's such a tough one. The one big thing. Um... I, I don't even know why it's coming to my head, but the word priority, right? It, and I think this has come up. I think I think I, I think I remember a conversation we had about it, and we came back to it a couple times, which was, like, the the conversation that was in my head. This is gonna be a little tangential, but the conversation that sticks in my head was when we were sat down one day and looked at my schedule, and I'd blocked off like I said, I work with people between. I think it was like 9.30 and 4.30 or 5 or something. It was like this window here. And what I was trying to do was like trying to put some positive constraints on what I want my ideal life to look like. I want to work between like 9.30 and 5. And I think, I think one of the words you said, and it wasn't like you looked at me and said, and said this. It was more like in a conversation we had. But at one point you said, if you really want to be smash busy, you have, to, you have to take the clients as they come right now. That's kind of like one of the important things. And I was like, okay, that makes sense. Like, I got that. And so the funny thing is I didn't go and change my schedule. Uh, maybe a little bit. I think I opened it from like nine to five. I opened it up a little bit. But the big thing that, that kind of came out, that came to my brain was if I want to get really, really busy, how am I prioritizing my time, my actions to get more busy? If this is what I say what I want, what am I doing that's going to get me there? And, and what activities am I doing right now that are just giant time wasters, which kind of comes back down to the shiny object syndrome thing again, right? And so, again, you know, the, the nine to five thing worked well for me to bracket that out because I worked really diligently at making sure I got in front of the right people that could fit in that, those time slots, right? The kind of people that I, that I want to work with, 65-year-old retirees or entrepreneurs who, who might not be there yet, but they make their own schedule, right? And so by having a really great product and working on the communication that I've gotten from like, for example, like, um, uh, like learning like from Exercise Pro Ed and then like learning from you and then like reading Sandler training books and like all that kind of stuff. I was able to really figure out how to talk to these people that were coming to see me in such a way that they were happy to carve out the time in their schedule out of their busy day to see me when it was best for me because they saw the value in what it is that I did at the price point that I had such that they would get tremendous value out of it. And that's why some of them stick around right now is because this is what they need in their lives. And they know it. Because honestly, what do most billionaires come to or millionaires come to by the time they're 65 is I've given up so much of my health to all this money now that it's time for me to start using my body, maybe enjoy my life and retirement a little bit more. I can't do that, right? And so to kind of bring this back was the thing that made the hugest impact for me was like, if I say I want this thing, how am I prioritizing my time to get there? And it was like, oh, I got to learn marketing and sales even better than I do. Okay, Brandon, let's go. Make me community manager. Let's meet every week for half an hour. Let's get me smash busy. Let's go. And then thankfully, you didn't give me the you know, pushback when I said I'm going to keep my hours like this for now. You said, okay, try it. You open to like doing it differently if it doesn't work. I said, yeah, that's the whole point. You're like, great, let's go. And it ended up working, right? To the point now where I actually am like here, 20, 25 hours of work, five, four days a week, and then I Thursday I do all the FPM stuff, right? Which is crazy. But that's how, how powerful this communication stuff is and how 
learning and trying to create your ideal life will really manifest itself if you put the time and work and you're cognizant about it. And I think the, this is, and that's awesome. Thank you. I'm glad to hear that. And this is where you have to prioritize. I mean, there has to be, okay, this is the season of getting busy. Mm. And in my opinion, and I mean this in a very, if it weren't for the business already having inertia in the community, it would have been very difficult to yeah. attract those same nine to five people. For sure. And I would say that for me, when I first started open this place, and Taylor can testify to this too, because Taylor's been with me trying to grow from the very beginning. And Chris actually is a perfect example of that. Chris is our head trainer here. And he's a great example of that because I remember so clearly when I first started at Perth Genie Fitness, which is the gym that I was at, I handed in my schedule log, which is at that time was you know 17 years ago, which is crazy, a piece of paper. And they said, block out the hours you don't want clients. And the schedule was from 6 a.m. to 10 p.m. And I remember handing my back and I did like 8 a.m. to 10 p.m. like four days a week. I was like, just give me people anytime in this time. And I saw Chris, he started a couple years after me, handed a sheet and it was just blank. And Mario at that time, who we recently did an interview with, Lethal Sales, he was the personal training manager. And, and he goes, uh, you didn't mark anything. Chris goes, I know. He goes, well, what do you want? He goes, fill me up. And Chris literally was doing like 50 hours of training clients starting at 6 a.m., working to 10 p.m., like four days a week because he was trying to offshoot a career job that he had uh, that he was quitting to move over. And so what was interesting about that is that was for me like, you know, I, I did the same thing but not the same magnitude as him. He went through the season of getting busy mm -hmm. to the point now that this is where you don't see Chris on a lot of our marketing stuff is because Chris is smashed busy from all that work that he put in all that time. And he went through the season of bringing people on as he could. Mm -hmm. And I think that's super important to recognize. Now, the other side of this I'm excited about, and I don't want to like hijack this and I want to come back to you. When we talk about the fist formula and building out your system, the reason why everything that Glenn has done is worked is because we have all those different sections of the fist formula of knowing how we're dealing with our current business, how we're doing outbound traffic, our automations, expert status, expert status for Glenn in front of our community, all that stuff in our process is all dialed in that now we can just literally go, okay, Glenn, open this filing cabinet, you do these pieces, and now we're gonna make it rain, which is super cool. And he's done that. You can do that too. It's just systems, is, is really what it is. Systems, learning the systems, and being willing to fail enough that you get really good at them, right? And uh, you're absolutely right. I don't, I, if, I, if, I, if, if I didn't have the, um, the other legion that Strata had behind it, like the, the the reputation of Strata before I wouldn't have been getting this busy and I would have had to open up my schedule to be like 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. or something like that to get smash busy. So I'm very, very grateful for that. And I think I'm grateful that like all this stuff works. Do you know what I mean? Like, and if I need to get busier, like, I mean, there's still days where I do come in at 7.30 now because like I like to and, and you know, I can afford to have a, someone come walk my dog during the day because of how crazy busy I am and, and how much I'm earning and, and it makes sense, right? And like, then I have my two hours in the middle of the day to do like admin stuff or business stuff. And that way when I go home at five o'clock, I don't have to do any more work, right? It's just like I get up, take care of my family, come to work, and I can go home and be done. How many trainers do you know are working at like 7 or 8 p.m. at night, whether it's on business stuff or client stuff or XYZ stuff, and like they're neglecting other stuff in the life that they'd rather be doing? I mean, I think this is the whole thing is that this is what we're fighting for is that yeah. for people like you to actually have a career. And for that, you need to have a certain amount of money you need to have a certain amount of autonomy and you need to be able to retire. But at the same time, you need to not be in the end working from 6 a.m. to 10 p.m. every single day because you'll burn out mm -hmm. and you just won't make it. And I've done it and Chris has done it. Glenn's done it. Yeah. I mean, you got to figure that stuff out. So, I mean, Glenn, if we were to like put a pin in this, so to speak, mm. what would be like the number one revelation or thing that you could share with listeners to help them on their personal training career from your own personal journey? Um... 
Yeah, I think it's going to be, and this is going to sound crazy, but I'll, I'll explain it. Slow down, uh, review, and be honest with yourself. And then I say slow down, not like you're working uh, too fast and you just stop working. So I mean, slow down as in, like stop and think for a minute is what you're doing actually going to be the thing that's going to move you forward. I think we see this with some of the students in the program sometimes, which is like they've got so many great ideas and so many amazing things that they're not, uh, they're doing too many different things and they're spreading themselves thin or they haven't chosen the right thing to be focusing on or they're procrastinating because they, um, they don't want to do the hard thing they want to just do more of the easy thing because the hard thing makes them feel uncomfortable for some reason. Like we all go through that, right? There are things there I'm sure in my life right now that I could be doing differently that would help me improve. I have to take the time to sit and slow down and think. So I think sitting, slowing down and actually thinking and being objective and figuring out what the actual next best thing to do is with the information you have is the most important thing. I mean, we do it with clients all the time. We assess so we can collect the information so that every session is optimal. Positive isn't optimal. They don't get what they need. They don't come back. We don't earn income. We don't get to help people. Neither of us get to live a beautiful life with the freedom that we want to because they have discomfort and they can't move and they feel terrible. And then we have to work crazy hours or not work enough hours to get by. And so I'm going to say, you know, the, my best piece of advice would be slow down, review and be objective and honest with yourself about your situation, and then take some new actions that are going to move you forward. You should really be doing like new actions every day because if you're not, you're doing more of the same. And that's the whole idea that Albert Einstein said. I think he said it, which is like insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result, right? Every time I write copy, it's a little bit different and improved. Every time I do an interview, it's a little bit different. I've learned something. Every time I, um, I, I do like a live training for our Facebook group, I, I do something a little bit different, right? I now have like a crazy different tech setup because I've been slowly adding stuff. So it's all about slowing down and rethinking what you're doing and being objective really for me. Well, because I want you have to have no time to think about this. That's all fantastic. I appreciate mm. your interview. Glenn, what's your pick of the week? Yeah, my pick of the week is... Yeah, I, I know, no. I, I, I just <laughs> thought, what, sorry? I thought you weren't going to be prepared. I was trying you, to put you on your you, heels. Because I haven't been the past little bit. I'm so <laughs> excited about the content. I haven't. No, so um, this week, I I have a... I, so most monitors are, what, 920, like 920 by 1080p. Like most monitors are that size, I think. I, um, I have a monitor at home that's much wider. It's like, take a regular monitor, then add an extra third on. I have one of those. And it's been really great to get more work done because I can have like multiple things open and I can be more efficient. And by the way, you know, if there's anything else I've learned from Ben is like efficiency is king. If you want to lead like a powerful life and get more done, you have more efficiency. So I went out um, and this weekend I got another monitor. So now I have this like really long monitor and now I also have um, another long monitor, but it's also really, really tall. And so I've got two giant screens now um, that I can do work on. So like, for example, when I'm editing, I have like one screen with all my editing software and then I have like a Google open and I can like just drag and drop stuff over, like open and reference one thing and like edit over here. Or I can have like, if I'm doing, you know, virtual client, I can have their picture here, notes here. Like there's just so much more opportunity um, with two more monitors. So I, I honestly think if you're just like doing all your work on like one little laptop, you really ought to consider, especially if you're doing all right financially, getting multiple screens because it's going to save you literally hours and hours and hours a year. And for people who want to make hundreds of thousands of dollars a year, you have to be time considered and efficient. So I mean, honestly, monitors aren't even that expensive. Like honestly, no. like the one I've got here, I got for like maybe two hundred dollars. The one that we're reference monitor, and it's nothing crazy. It's not a graphics ones, but it's pretty simple. Uh, and it's nothing, but you can definitely be more efficient. So that's awesome. You can get, you can literally get 
probably two monitors online if you don't have one for like 25 bucks each off Facebook Marketplace use. They're Office not going to be the best, but isn't, honestly, for what we're doing here, it's not like we're like gaming for Twitch or something like that. We're literally editing videos, answering emails, programming, and that, that kind of stuff. So yeah, it's a no-brainer in my mind. Awesome. No-brainer. Very cool. But I know you also got to pick for a week. I know you probably well thought out. Well uh, thought I do out have one. And it's actually, we've talked about it, but I want to throw this out there very quickly. Uh, before we jump in, if you guys are listening to this, I want to ask you, who thinks you need to fail to move forward? And Glenn kind of talked about this when we were interviewing him. Uh, this is an interesting thing. Do you need to fail to move forward? So if you're watching this, let me know. And if you listen to this on Spotify, please join the Fitness Pro Mentors Facebook group and let us no. Um, so it's interesting. Mine's uh, some perspective and it's a, it is a well thought one, I suppose. Uh, Glenn knows one thing I'm doing right now, I have a bit of an experiment that I'm doing where I am a helping, uh, I would say a B level celebrity in a niche market with his business. And it's been very interesting because when I say B level celebrity, if I said his name, which he'll we'll talk about him soon, uh, you would not know who he is by any means, but in his market, he is very well known, but not the most well known guy. And I'm trying to see if I can help him grow his business because of that. And now he has tens of thousands of followers on his social media platforms. In the last month, we have almost, we have grown his business by 80% and nearly tripled his income per month. We've got him 175 new members to his website, which is a membership platform. And the reason why I'm bringing this up, because this is not relevant to you, because this is not like a membership website style thing, but... He already, we talk about two things consistently, growing your audience and integrating. How do you grow your audience? You're seen by more people. When you're seen by more people and they interpret and hear your messaging, how are you integrating them into your world? This is the biggest hurdle that we have, growing your audience. And then once people see your awesome stuff, usually you get smashed busy. Hence Glenn, hence me, and hence all of you. This guy is being seen. He didn't have any sort of integration system. And we literally have only done two events with a couple little coupon code, lead magnet style things. And he has 80%, 175 new humans internationally in his world. So what I want to take away from this, which is the reason why I'm really enjoying this exercise for me, is that since he's being seen, he can grow his business really fast. And I want to come back to why I said that earlier with Glenn and why I want you to hear this is that if you are not busy, I've said this before, and this is my pick of the week, how are you being seen this week? How are you being seen today? How are you being seen this minute? Because if you don't know the answer to that question, you will not be in Glenn's position anytime soon. You need to be seen consistently. I got a few other picks of the week, but we'll go with that one for today. Okay, I love it. Um, you know, I'm not used to being in the hot seat too much, but this was fun. This was well, fun. I appreciate your all the insights and some of the open questions and you sharing your wisdom and perspective with everyone. Listen, if you are listening to this on Spotify anywhere, please give us a rating and share the podcast. If you are listening to this, please join the Fitness Pro Mentors Facebook group. We go live with the Minds on Muscle show. We've got the Fitness Pro Mentors podcast where I personally interview industry leaders. We're actually doing a massive giveaway next week with somebody that I'm really excited about. Uh, and we've got some huge guests coming up in the next few months of people who've got multi-million dollar companies. People have got personal training studios, product companies, sales companies, mu muscle system companies. You know who I'm talking about. It's going to be pretty cool. So I'm excited. So join the Fitness Pro Mentors Facebook group. Say hello. We want to help you two to three X your personal training income. But for today, I think that's a pretty good spot to leave it. Fantastic. Brandon, thanks for doing this. This is awesome. Yeah, this was absolutely fantastic. So, hey, listen, if you have any particular business topics for one on one personal training you want to talk about, uh, please let us know. But for now, that's the show, Minds on Muscle Show. Join the Fitness Pro Mentors community, and uh, we'll see you all real soon. Take care, everybody.